there was no one else in the store and Gopal browsed through the goods though gaped through them might be a more accurate description. There were all manner of gadgets, many of them of such shape, size and dimension that it boggled the mind trying to imagine someone putting them to use. Looking at them closely, Gopal felt skeptical at anyone actually using whips, chains, masks, sticks with bumps on them and other implements to which he felt embarrassed at even trying to put a name. Maybe they are just meant for displaying in homes, he speculated. The Yanks were quite capable of it. He tried to imagine the Dean's living room with one of these things on the center table while the Dean's wife tried to pass it off as the task of an African elephant. He drifted to the books section and browsed through the magazines. He had seen many of them already, but not so many together. He found that several specialized in particular areas. One was called Mamas with Mammoth Memories. It was a monthly publication. Others were so explicit that Gopal felt that they were no longer pornography but were more accurately gynecology. He drifted back to the counter and the man behind it, thin, bearded, and long-haired joined his palms together and bowed a namaste, the Indian greeting. Gopal, amidst these exotic surroundings, couldn't believe his eyes. Must be having backache or something, he told himself. The man spoke clearly, Namaste. Gopal wondered if he was going mad. I'm hearing things, he told himself firmly. Namaste, Sahib, the man insisted. Gopal had to admit that the man was saying something. Hello there, he boomed. Namaste, the man repeated, translating, I salute the divine in thee. Namaste, replied Gopal reluctantly, wondering if the spirit of his grandmother had somehow entered into the man.
I knew it. One look and I said, here's an Indian. Gopal wondered if his Pakistani story would sell here. How you are knowing? Spent a year there. Goa, Varanasi, Kathmandu, I seen it all. Very nice, admired Gopal, trying not to look at the shop's wares. I'm Tom, the man stuck out his hand over the counter. I am, I am Gopal, groped till struck with a happy inspiration. I'm Anand. My friends are calling me Andy. Namaste, Anand. The man folded his hands again. Where is home in India for you? Oh, my home, Gopal fumbled. Madras. This was some 2,000 miles from his house. Gee, that's great. I just loved India. I can't wait to go back. Matter of fact, I'm planning a trip again next year. Say, why didn't you give me your address? And maybe you could meet up in India. What do you say? Most certainly, yes, yes, burst Gopal enthusiastically, paling visibly at the thought. He hastily concocted an address for Tom, who wrote it down. So tell me, encouraged Tom, what do you like here? He was clearly touched by Gopal parting with his address. Look around, go ahead, think of it as your own store. Gopal winced. Tom came out from behind the counter to help Gopal regarded it. Tom came out from behind the counter to help Gopal regard it as his own store. Take what you like, he urged. Anything for a friend from India. Maybe something for the family back home, he asked helpfully. He began to pluck a gadget here and a thingamy there, like a friendly grocer among his vegetables, before heaping them all into a cardboard box. Feel free, he urged. How about one of these inflatable dolls for those winter nights, huh? See, you just blow into this and she swells up nice and good. See? To Gopal's horror, it began to inflate to female proportions down to the last anatomical details. And then you just remove this stopper and she goes right back into her bag. But all deflated with a hiss. So how about that, huh? Boasted Tom. Take it, take it. 
a little free something from America for the family. That it'll crack them up. That it'll crack them up. Gopal didn't doubt it. But you will have trouble, Gopal protested at the door, carrying the bag of horrors. No problem. Hey, no problem, Tom assured him. I can handle it. I say we got robbed. I'm planning to live in any case. I'm planning to live in any case. They were outside now and Gopal couldn't wait for Tom to go back so that he could throw away the box. But Tom was clearly intent on playing the good host. He stood outside, waving. Hey, he yelled, where's your car? Want me to give you a ride? Gopal stumbled in fright. No, no, just around corner. Bye. I must stay. See you in India. Gopal hastened around the corner, struggling with the box. He dumped it on the sidewalk. The instant Tom was out of sight, shuddering, he wiped his hands on his trousers, feeling them unclean. Hey, said a gruff voice nearby, and with a start, Gopal saw a man who had been raking leaves. You want to pick that up? He pointed to the box. Without a moment's pause, Gopal sprinted down the road, the man's outraged cries receding behind him. Sitting safely in his apartment, he wondered what the man would make of the varied contents of the box. But since he lived so close to the shop, perhaps he was used to finding strange objects growing like unusual mushrooms on his lawns. What must his life be like, mused Gopal, never knowing what the dog was going to dig up and drag back home. And supposing he had small children, how did he explain humming bananas to their inquiring minds? And what about the people who actually made the gadgets. What did they say to their children when they came home? What did you do today at the office, Daddy? Oh, I made 11 dildos, son. Gee whiz, Dad. Kupan's mind had begun to race. How about the actors in pornographic films? What did they say to their wives in the evening? Have a hard day at work, dear. Phew, Betty, you can say that again. 
14 retakes of an orgasm scene and a homosexual orgy. Poor dear, here have a nice refreshing aphrodisiac. And did such a couple celebrate their wedding anniversary by refraining from sex? Gopal could have carried on in this unhealthy vein if the phone hadn't politely barred, seeking his attention. He picked it up. Herb's abortion parlor, he chortled. You are raping them and we are scraping them. He guffawed at his witty imitation of a receptionist he had overheard in the science building. There was a silence at the other end. Very nice, Gopal, came the dry voice of the dean. I see the Wolf educational system has been at least as successful as ours. Oh, no, 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 protested an abashed Gopal. Randy is not saying anything. He tried to defend his friend, accused wrongly for once. I'm sure, said the dean, ironically. Well, anyway, we are having a New Year's Eve dinner tonight for our friends, and I wondered if you'd like to join us. Oh, yes, sir, yes, yes, accepted Gopal, extremely touched and pleased. I know it's a little late, but it just occurred to me that you might be feeling a little left out of things at this time of the year, so I thought I'd check. Very kind of you and things like that, mumbled Gopal awkwardly. I will certainly be very happy. Great. I'll call Dr. Love and ask him to give you a ride. He lives in your complex. Is around eight, okay? Very good, sir. Certainly. Gopal hadn't known that Dr. Love lived in such proximity. He was a chemistry professor, and though Gopal thought highly of his professional abilities, he also felt that he looked like a camel. He was tall and supercilious, and he hunched a little. When he walked, there was a bounce in his step, exactly like a camel's, making Gopal want to leap upon his shoulders, whip his posterior, and make clucking sounds. Of course, he never revealed his dark desires to Dr. Love, but greeted him with decorously downcast eyes. When the bell rang at eight, Gopal was bathed 
glowed and oiled. His mother had packed enough to last a year, plus a little more for emergencies. Dr. Love stood towering at the door, his lips parted in an unfamiliar grin. Ready? he asked. He loped down the corridor, Gopal following, trying to surreptitiously imitate his bouncing gait. They got into the car and drove off. And so, said Dr. Love, clearly making polite conversation, how do you love America? Gopal glared at him and decided to answer with some chemistry problems. This eased the atmosphere considerably and they managed to get to the dean's place without mishap.